0: Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. Hello, everybody. Bridget McGowan here, and welcome to today's episode of Own the Microphone. I know you've heard me say this before, how thrilled I am about having a guest on the show, but I'm like super, super thrilled to have this particular guest on the show, Dr. Will Moreland. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I've been real excited about joining you on this platform, so I'm looking for an amazing time today.
0: I know it's going to be great because you've been a professional speaker for how long now?
1: Uh, 20 plus years.
0: Same here. I've been one since 2001. I cannot believe it's been that long. How did you get into it?
1: So twofold. I originally got into public speaking via being a pastor. So I was a pastor for eight years. And uh, that's how I kind of got my speaking chops, you know, that's a, a, a weekly job. So I was in front of an audience. And then I transitioned into professional speaking about 13 years ago, where I went into full time Uh, speaking, but I call myself the accidental professional speaker, because to be honest with you, I didn't know professional speaking as an industry even existed. Now, I knew about Les Brown and Zig Ziglar and Jim Rome and Tony Robbins and Lisa Nichols, but I just thought, you know, they got hit with a magic wand and they got to Go around, get paid to get speaking. I didn't know you could wake up one day and say, I want to be a professional speaker. But as I was transitioning out of pastoring and moving back to the United States, I was talking to a buddy and I was kind of complaining to him, actually, because my consulting company wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. And he says, Will, you should be a professional speaker. Now, up until this time, I had done some speaking. People would ask me to come and speak for an MLK day or something like that, talk about my success journey. And I would get like a a gift card or a pat on the back and say, and so I looked at him. I said, look, man, I just told you I need some money. And you're talking about gift cards. And I'll never forget, he pulls out a check for $3,500. And so now he has my attention. He says, I just got this for speaking for one hour. And I said, no way. He's like, yes. And he says, as a matter of fact, there's a convention next week in California. You should come to this convention. Um, It's a speaker's convention, see about the industry. I said, the industry? Like, yeah, there's a whole industry. I didn't know about NSA, I didn't know about Toastmasters, but still, you know, I thought Toastmasters was just helping you get better with speaking and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't know it was a real industry. I go down to this conference, I see thousands of speakers. And I'm like, now I'm intimidated because now I'm like, do I have a place? Do I have a voice in this world with all these accomplished speakers? But by the end of the conference, I was sold on speaking. And that's when 13 years ago, I entered professionally and fully into professional speaking.
0: That is amazing. I'm sitting here because it resonates so much with me. Like you, I didn't know. I didn't know that, I guess it was for me, right? (laughs) Uh, it Like you, I saw other people make money at it, but I don't know. It was just kind of like, you know that a profession exists or you know that an industry exists. And it's just, I shouldn't say that easy, and I'm putting easy in quote, quotation marks, but it's just that easy where you can say, I'm going to be a professional speaker. However, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Beforehand, I was sharing with you before we hit the record button that I'm jumping on a plane headed out to Florida in a little bit. And these presentations I'm about to deliver, I have spent hours upon hours upon hours. And it's a topic I know backward, forward, left, right. I know all about it, all about it. But you spend so much time getting ready. What are some things that you do no matter the presentation? that are just non-negotiables, This you've got to have this in place or you've got to, I don't know, what is it that creates the Dr. Will Moreland magic on the mic?
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. So I would say I do have a natural knack, a natural gift for speaking, but at the same time, I just didn't want to be good. I wanted to be great at what I do. So the first thing is I take every engagement, like it's my very first, engagement. And so I always explain to uh, my clients and speakers that I work with, I want you to think about yourself once again as a professional. So I like to uh, liken it to an athlete. So if you think about an athlete, an athlete will practice hours upon hours. If you think about somebody running track, they will practice hours upon hours to run for 10 seconds, to dominate Ten seconds. If you think about a basketball player, a football player, they will practice hours. You practice more than you play. Practice is three or four days. The game is only three or four hours. And so, preparation for me is one of the keys that have allowed me to ascend up the top of the hill of speaking. And so, when I look at a presentation, I tell people I'm investing anywhere between ten to twelve hours. Just on that presentation, and as you said earlier, even though I've done this topic, I've talked about this topic, I'm trying to find the angle that's going to be right for this particular audience. Every audience is different. Even though the topic may be the same, every audience is different. So my preparation is really looking at the audience. I try to talk with the individuals that are bringing me in and I try to get as much information as I can on the audience. Is it going to be mostly women? Is it going to be mostly men? Is it going to be a mixture? Um, What type of event? And then the second thing I do is I ask the event coordinator, what is the result that you're looking for? when this audience leaves here and when this audience finishes listening to a Dr. Will, what is the action you want them to take? What is the feeling that you want them to have? And so those two things, the preparation and gathering of information of the audience are two things that I invest a lot of time doing.
0: Uh, I like asking my contact, what do you want the audience to know or be able to do by the end of my presentation. That is so key. Dr. Will is a military veteran and president of Will Moreland International LLC, a leading training and consulting company dedicated to helping individuals and organizations maximize their potential. Dr. Will is a highly sought-after keynote speaker for leadership and business growth. Known as America's number one life trainer, he is one of the most inspiring thought leaders and leadership trainers of our time. He's been called the Kobe Bryant of personal development for his tenacious approach to helping others discover their genius potential and live their best lives. He's worked with all kinds of organizations in 40 different countries to include Intel, Edward Jones, the USDA, the U.S. Army, Boeing, uh, Major League Baseball, NASCAR. He's a passionate keynote speaker, trainer, author, and mentor. Um, he founded his company, but then before that, he served eight years in the United States Army. Army. He was deployed on two separate missions, received top honors for his leadership acumen. Um, he's internationally known. He is a business authority. I could just go on and on. He's received all kinds of awards. He was named a top thought leader in 2015. He was diversity and inclusion leader of the year. In 2016, community business leader. Uh, In 2017, the NAACP business leader of the year. He travels the globe uh, to train on leadership development, high impact leadership, employee morale, uh, change adaption. customer and client service, diversity and inclusion, company culture, and executive excellence. His message is simple, impact, inspire, influence. He and his wife, Dr. Christy Moreland, are originally from California, but they make their home right here in Arizona, along with me. And let me tell you, my husband and I, and our son, I think at the time was with us. I can't remember. Yeah, I think he was. We were riding... It was either a streetcar, yeah. I think it was a streetcar through uh the area of ASU, Arizona State University. And so I saw a man on the streetcar, <laughs> and I opened up my phone and I dig up a picture of you and I show my husband. I was like, Aaron, is are these two people the same? And so Aaron is looking, my husband is there. Aaron is looking and he's like, Aaron, No, Bridget, I don't think so. I never meet a stranger. I really wanted that man to be you. (laughs) I was like, but it's gotta be because I know he lives in Arizona. He and his wife. Aaron's like, no, Bridget, put the phone away and don't go over there talking to them. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) love to have you here in the Valley. Now, what is one of your favorite topics to speak on?
1: So I love talking about human potentiality, personal development, the the power of any individual to literally take control of their life and create a life and business, if they're in business or in career, but really to take the reins of their life and create an amazing life. I I believe each of us have the power of choice and we have this powerful entity called creation and innovation that we can use. So that's what really brings me alive to be able to talk to people because when I look at my life and look at my beginning, um, it wasn't all roses and, and 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 petals but the ability to transform your life you literally are never stuck you literally through a series of making some good choices can really transform your life so i get really excited about talking about that topic whenever i can get in front of an audience and inspire them influence them and uh, uh motivate them to take the reins of their life that really gets me going i can talk about that subject all day long
0: I get it. I hear you. I hear the passion in your voice. What is a, I guess, a moment with maybe an audience or an audience member that's just never left you? And it could have been a moment that you prepared for, that you planned for, or it could have been one that was totally unscripted and it just happened organically, but it just stays in your mind or in your heart.
1: Yeah, you know, as a speaker, you're a speaker as well. Um, you have those moments where you're on stage, and after you get finished, you 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 leave stage, and someone walks up to you and, and says, "Your words, um, your story, your message really resonated with me." And and one one such time, I remember I, I was doing a presentation, and a, a young lady came up to me, and she says you inspired me so much and she had heard me she had heard me talk before at her company and this particular time i was speaking at a college i was given the commencement speech for this college and she came up to me after this commencement speech and she says you're not going to remember me but four years ago, you came to my company and you talked about every one of us had genius potential on the inside of us, lying dormant. And all we had to do was discover that. And she went on to tell me, she says, you inspired me to enroll in college and I'm here now graduating and you're the commencement speaker. And she says, I want you and listen to this. She says, I want you to meet my seven seven children because you have been the catalyst for giving them a new mom. And you're talking about being stuck in my tracks and uh, couldn't hold it back. The tears start coming down. We're hugging. Everybody's like, he's the commencement speaker. Why is he crying and hugging this woman? And why are they taking pictures like this? But it was a moment that Um, I'll I'll never forget. And and this is why I love being on the stage and this is why I love the the opportunity that we have to transform people's lives. You know, I, I tell the speakers that I work with, I consider myself a life transplanter, like a heart surgeon can give a new heart. I believe that through our words and through our inspiration and through our motivation, We can give people new lives. And so I call myself a life transplanter and uh, we're taking their lives from what they thought it was to the possibility of what it can be. So that was a moment I will never, ever forget.
0: Oh, I can't even go on. I'm getting a little (laughs) misty-eyed over here myself. You reminded me of a conversation I had with a lady that I ran into in May, early May of this year, I was out in San Antonio and she approached me similar to the way that lady approached you. And she said, you probably don't remember me, but I think she said it was back in somewhere around 2012 or something like that. We were both at an airport waiting for our luggage. (laughs) Wow. And, you know, some girl, me, stranger danger, I struck up a conversation <laughs> with her and she had ended up sharing with me how she was going to this ginormous sales meeting uh, at this company where she was just starting and she was so nervous. And I said, listen, you are going to be fine or whatever. Right. You're, you're going to be fine. They believed in you enough to hire you and to fly you out here. Make it a great week. You're going to crush it, soak up as much as you can, and you're going to be fine. And so it it was like more than a decade later. And she said, you probably do not remember me, but I'll never forget you telling me that. And now she's like some VP. (laughs) I'm not even kidding, Dr. Wow, That's the
1: magic.
0: She said it stuck with her. And I wasn't making a presentation in a way. I wasn't, (laughs) but you'll agree with me on this one. Yes, I tell people every time you talk, it's a presentation. presentation. And so, although she and I are just casually waiting at the carousel to claim our luggage, and I'm, you know, I'm giving her the, you know, five second Bridget Show. <laughs> but That's the
1: magic of it—that's the magic of it.
0: You never know in the audience for whom you're making a difference or for whom you're planting a seed, or in whom you're planting a seed. It's it's totally magical. So in a few minutes, you will have an opportunity to ask me a question, Dr. Will. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. You you sound too confident with that one. I'm ready. <laughs> Have you always been a confident speaker? I know you started as a pastor and then kind of, you know, fell into professional speaking. Have you always been confident? And if so, from where does the confidence come?
1: You know, that's interesting. So as I think back, the earliest memories, and even when I talked to my family, uh, my family has always said, you've been a talker. I was the kid in school that would get called in and, you know, will's a great student he just talks too much if he if he just wouldn't distract the other kids he would almost be great at it, right so i can always look back my my family used to say i always used to imitate what we would go to church on sunday and i would always come home and i would imitate the pastor so i guess some element had always been there but you know once again because you don't know that this is an industry so no one is saying you know like if there's a kid playing basketball or a kid playing the piano he's going to be a genius on the piano or he's going to be a a, a genius, you know, on the sports field, or, you know, he's going to be a lawyer or something like that, because they didn't know. So they didn't know. My mom didn't know I was doing all this talking because I was just practicing for what I was going to be doing in life. But as I looked at it, I had never really been afraid. I would always do the Easter speeches. Um, whenever it came time to go when my friends would get together and someone would have to go talk to an adult, I was never afraid. So I've always had that type of confidence to communicate. And so I would say, you know, it's always, it's kind of always been there. Like I've never been afraid to get in front of audiences. I still get nervous, but I get nervous for different reasons, not because I'm afraid of speaking, but just because I want to make sure that what I'm conveying is landing in the heart and what I'm conveying is going to uh, accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. But yeah, I would always say, you know, you you, you look at some a, a kid who has a, a natural talent in anything, I would say speaking was mine. I've just worked over the years to
0: to make it look flawless oh that little word work is such a big thing And, and I like how you said I work to make it look flawless because listeners when you see what appears to be perfection on the stage I promise you it's a lot of work in private that has happened I remember as I was planning working with someone to plan for an event where I was going to be a speaker. And she said, um, I mean, Bridget, you know, uh, we'll have a confidence monitor, but not that you need one because she'd seen me speak a number of times before. I said, no, no, I need a confidence monitor. I mean, not that I need it, but I like to have it. Exactly. But what we're seeing where it appears as if it's memorized or what have you, to an extent, but it's a lot of work that goes on yeah oh, it I'll... definitely
1: is. You know, I tell once again, I always liken it to a professional athlete. and I, I think about a LeBron James being able to play into his twentieth year, twenty first year. But at the same time, you hear that he's invested a million dollars into his eating into his workouts. And so it is work. It's, you know, um that little word, like you say, it's so much work in terms, I was talking to a speaker earlier today. It's like, what story is going to make this point really shine? What story is gonna make sense to this audience? And so even though we can just shoot from the hip because we have a natural gift sometimes, the people that really take it to the next level are the people who really, really practice it.
0: Yes, 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 and yes. What is a big mistake that you see speakers make, whether they are professional speakers or they are maybe delivering a presentation for their job and just have to do that once in a while? What's a mistake that you see and how do they fix it?
1: It goes back to what we were just talking about. It goes back to preparation, right? No matter how many times you've done something, maybe you're the person that does new employee Uh, new employee enrollment, you say, you know what, I've done this presentation 100 times, here's the bathroom, here's what time your break is. But once again, every audience is different and you have, you know, you have the opportunity to be the front line of that organization. So you can really make that organization shine. You can give those individuals, new employees, a great uh, 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 perception of the company. So if you looked at it from that perspective, then you enter into it from a whole different mindset. And so for me, it really is the preparation and I see a lot of speakers when they approach it, if they've done it a hundred times, they, they feel as though that they don't need to practice. if they're doing it the first time, I think they undervalue how valuable practice is. And so at the end of the day, you know, the famous quote from Allen I practice, yes, practice, practice, practice. And um, when you, you practice, Michael Jordan says, the reason why the game came so easy to him is because he practiced. So when he got into the moment, It wasn't really a moment for him. It was an extension of his practice.
0: That's why I tell people, every time you speak, make it a presentation. So when you get on the stage, it's just an extension of what you've been doing every single day, every time you open your mouth. And for those trainers, whether they're in HR, new employee, onboarding or whatever, yes, you have to deliver some of the same presentations over and over, but say this to yourself. You may have heard this a hundred times, but your audience is hearing it for the first time. So make it count. Excellent points. Excellent points. Okay. What's your question for me? I've stalled. I've stalled long enough. You
1: stalled long enough. I have a question for you. And I've been thinking, I've been thinking about this. So I would like to know what would be your Super Bowl in the speaking industry? Do you have like a dream event that you would like to speak at on stage? What would be like your Super Bowl? Like this is the holy grail. If I could do this event, I made it to the Mecca of speaking.
0: Let me tell you, oh my goodness. Oh, let me pull myself together. So, Dr. Will, you and I were talking before we went officially on the air for this conversation, and I shared with you about being adopted and how I met a biological relative for the first time at this huge conference back in 2018 where Barack Obama was also speaking. The name of that conference or the name of the organization is the Association for Talent development and they took a little bit of a dip as did everyone else during the pandemic with uh, their numbers but you know I presented at their 2023 conference I don't remember how many thousands of people were there but you know it was healthy and it was held in San Diego again as was the one in 2018. So to answer your question if I could be no no when I am the keynote speaker or a keynote speaker, because they have multiple keynote speakers, when I am a keynote speaker at that conference, the Association for Talent Development International Conference and Exposition, when I make it on that main stage, I've made it on their main stage where I had a super session and it was in the ginormous Keynote room. However, it was not a session that was open to everybody. It was called a super session. So um, I'm hoping, I'm, right? I'm making those baby steps, but I believe that will be my Super Bowl getting a keynote either at ATD's conference or Inbounds Conference, which is out in Boston uh, oh. that week right after uh, Labor Day. Always mix up Memorial Day and Labor Day. Labor Day. Yes. What's your Super Bowl or have you had it?
1: That's exciting. So Super Bowl, you know, I've been I've been really thinking about this. I've I've had the pleasure of having some great uh, stages. And as I look at my uh, career now, um, I don't I don't I don't know if I have a stage that I want to do now. I mean, I've shared the stage with Les Brown now, Lisa Nichols, Eric Thomas. So I'm more now, you know, my my Super Bowl is, we have a, a Speakers Academy. So my Super Bowl now is seeing the speakers inside of our Academy just fulfill their goals and their dreams now and get into those big stages. But I, I've had such a wonderful, you know, I just finished, Two months ago, I I was on the stage with Magic Johnson. That was huge for me coming from, you know, Los Angeles, looking at the Lakers growing up. So sharing the stage with him, that probably for me, yeah, I would probably say the Magic Johnson moment was, because, I can I share this with you? Um, 25 years ago, I had an opportunity of meeting Magic Johnson, and we talked, and I told him then, I said, I don't know when. But we're going to do some work together. And uh it took 25 years for it to happen. But literally uh that that was the that was the cream of the crop to be able to share the stage, stage with him. Yeah, that was it. That was it for me. That's that been the is highlight. awesome.
0: That's been you, the highlight. You and I talked a little bit about you heading out to Nebraska yeah. to share yeah, the stage they, with him. That was it, yeah. That was it. Yes, in June, and let me tell you, ever since then, I'm telling you, technology is something else. everywhere, right? Right, and 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 there's pictures of him and his family on this amazing vacation, vacation over in
1: yeah. yeah, yes,
0: in my social media feed, I'm even having to send screenshots to my husband. <laughs> Is this? What is this on this picture with? And he was like, "Richard, what are you doing following Magic Johnson? Nice to just answer my question. Or don't answer my question. <laughs> question. So now I'm getting all of these updates. And what's his wife's name? Oh, goodness. I can't think of. Anyway, oh, yes, yes. Cookie. I wanted to say Cookie, but I didn't want to be cookie. wrong. <laughs> yes, Cookie. <laughs> seeing her instagram posts what is going on okay somebody's listening in onto my conversations exactly um, all my conversations with dr will and other and other podcast guests okay everybody listen i need you to visit morelandtraining.com it's down in the show notes morelandtraining.com it sounds exactly or it's spelled exactly as it sounds dr will offers uh all kinds of services, all kinds of training, keynotes, workshops. He is diverse in experience. He's inclusive in thought and he's equitable in action. He is a military veteran, recognized thought leader. He has clients that will just blow you away. I mean, we're talking about Intel. We're talking about the NBA. We're talking about uh, all kinds kinds of organizations have sought him out, American Airlines. Uh, but don't take my word for it. Visit morelandtraining.com. Pick up one of his 50 books and counting. Uh, just <laughs> immerse yourself into his website. Contact him and contract with him and get your team on the next level you will not be disappointed at all morelandtraining.com dr will what else do listeners need to know in order to make sure they're owning the microphone
1: so i would really um, ask yourself if you if you say you know what i want to be a speaker i would not only look at it from that perspective of being a speaker but really ask yourself what is the impact that I want to make? What is the impact and the imprint that I want to leave with an audience? Stephen Covey in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he says, start with the end in mind. And so I always like to reverse engineer. And so uh, I want you to think about the impact and the imprint that you want to leave on any audience. And when I say audience, that can be an audience of one, That can be an audience of 10,000. But whenever someone's in your presence, what is the feeling that you want them to walk away with after interacting with you? So whether it's at the carousel waiting for your luggage or whether it's speaking in front of 10,000, you want people to walk away and you want them to have experienced your heart your brilliance and your kindness. And that's what I would say to anyone that's ready to pick up the mic, dominate the mic own the microphone. That's what you
0: need to do. Speaking of dominate the mic, thank you so much for that. Uh, Dr. Will also has a magazine. Oh, and of course, my copy is not handy. I have more than one copy, but the one that I want, oh, what does it matter? Y'all can't see me anyway. What am I doing here? So. <laughs> Get a copy of his magazine. It comes out on a monthly basis. It's called I dominate I and dominate speakers magazine. yes, I dominate speakers magazine and it just has all kinds of inspiration in there to help you to empower you to just get out there and dominate whether it's on a microphone or anywhere else in life. So get a copy subscribe get one every month. <laughs> Well, Dr. Will Moreland, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. This has been a blast. I've been really looking forward to it ever since the invite. Was able, I was so happy we were able to make our schedules aligned to be able to do this. So once again, wishing the best for you and all your listeners and go out there and own the mic.
0: I think that's what had me most elated, Dr. Will, that we were able mm-hmm. to find a time within this century (laughs) because every time i look up you're somewhere looking cool with a suitcase (laughs) oh so i'm so glad we were able to make this work everybody i trust you walked away with more than one or two nuggets one or two ideas to empower you the next time you have to make a presentation